0: It's just after six o'clock in the big city. It's time for America's favorite Las Vegas sports show, Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah, what up? Party's going on. Duh. Go! Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea, Boyle, and Rabaputi. Trial lawyers that get results. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada-style pub. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance. So get ready, because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson
1: starts now. Now. All right, KT Live, PSBR Lost Studios here in Las Vegas. It is a Fat Tuesday. we got a fun show in store for you. Uh, a couple of good guests. You know Rob Richie always joins me last Tuesday of every month. So Rob is in town. And, of course, Rob being a St. Louis Cardinal diehard, yeah, his Redbirds have been out of it for a long time. But he also supports Mizzou, the Tigers. And also a local homegrown product that played on the 1990 championship team for the Colorado Buffaloes. Big John Bowman, tight end was part of that fifth down incredible game against Missouri. That's right, Rob Rishi's team. John is in studio. Rob is in studio. PSPR Law Studios, it is going to be a lot of fun the next couple hours. Buckle up. Going to talk some Colorado Buffaloes. Of course, KT supporting the tank top, right? Pat McAfee's got nothing on KT. I'm older than him, but I got the guns too. And anytime Pat wants to go one-on-one hoops, I'll take him out there. Football-wise, I know he's a punter, but he's a pretty big guy, too. He could probably uh, lay a licking on KT at this time in my life. But anyway, it's going to be a lot of fun because big John Bowman, like I said, part of that incredible game where Colorado ends up winning on a fifth down against Missouri at Mizzou in Columbia. And Rob Ricci, like I said, a big Missouri fan, so he had nightmares about that game. John Bowman will give you a little insight that you have no clue about unless you're part of that Colorado or Missouri fraternity. Then you may know. But if you don't, keep it right here SportsX Radio. But we're going to get rolling. Mark Hoke's Orioles are in action right now. My producer, Mark Hoke, he's got his own show Sunday mornings, the best in professional wrestling. The Mark Hoke Show, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. right here on 101.5 FMK. It's streaming live on that worldwide Odyssey app where SportsX Radio is as well. And we come at you 6 to 8 Monday through Friday. And we start the show off something like this.
0: Now, the starting
1: five number one all right so things change up every now and then you get that late headline this is not a good one but Mark Hoke of course being that big Orioles fan right away he let me know that the best defensive third baseman of all times passed away earlier today Brooks Robinson passing away at 86 years of age and of course the Orioles having the best season they've had in a long time, well on their way to winning the American League East, best record in the American League, second best record in Major League Baseball. I'm hoping they win the whole thing in memory of Brooks, but Brooks Robinson, rest in peace. I'm sure over the next several days with my producer, Mark Hoke, we will go back and we will uh, go over some of Brooks' highlights. I mean, what a phenomenal third baseman. But as folks that know him will tell you, as great a player as he was, as great a defensive vacuum cleaner, and that was his nickname, They called him Hoover. They called him the vacuum cleaner. As great as he was defensively, he was even a better person for those that knew him. Brooks Robinson, RIP. Rest in peace. Age 86. Number two. Well, not good stuff for uh, Chandler Jones. And we're going to get into this a little bit more. But Chandler Jones tweeting out several times that he was taken from his house and he was put into a facility and then... They administered a shot that he had no idea what the shot was. Still trying to find out what they put in his body. There's been problems. People are thinking mental illness. People are saying, hey, we're just praying for Chandler. We don't care about the football. We just want to make sure mentally he's okay. Chandler saying, I'm okay, but I don't understand who sent these people. There were five to seven of them. They took me away. Next thing I know. I'm getting shot with something in my arm that I have no idea what it is. And so we're going to wait till we have all the information before we kind of judge a little bit and kind of go over everything. But that's right here in our Vegas Valley. Chandler Jones will keep an eye on this situation. It is not good for the Raiders on the field, and it certainly is not good for Chandler Jones off the field. Number three. All right, Travis Kelsey, uh, apparently the other night after the game, after the route. Of the Chicago Bears, Travis Kelsey, of course, with the Swifties and, of course, Taylor Swift up in the suite with mom. Apparently, Travis Kelsey went to one of the restaurants locally there in the uh, Casey area. And he kind of kindly booted everybody else out in this restaurant that has a spectacular view that they wanted to have the whole restaurant to themselves. So Kelsey kind of accommodated anybody that was there or may have had reservations for later in the night. They kind of moved them to one of the other restaurants downstairs and took care of everything. But he apparently rented out the entire restaurant for the Swifties and for the Kelsies. And so we'll keep an eye on that. So it did pay dividends already. According to jersey sales experts, Travis Kelsey jersey sales have spiked up nearly 400% since Taylor Swift was seen in the suite with Travis Kelsey's mom at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. Number four. Number four, of course, right here in our Vegas Valley. What do we got going on tonight? That's right. The Las Vegas Aces, baby, right there at T-Mobile looking to go up two games to none on the Dallas Wings, looking to defend their WNBA championship. Meanwhile, the New York Liberty have just tied things up with the Connecticut Sun. They trailed this game throughout, but they literally have just tied it up late third quarter. At 45, actually midway through the third quarter, tied at 45. Brianna Stewart off to a slow start. Brianna Stewart named the WNBA MVP in a very tight race, edging out Asia Wilson and the young lady from Connecticut as well. It was real close. Connecticut now back on top, 47-45. So I'll keep an eye on that game. Aces coming up, game two at home, as again they look to defend their WNBA crown. Number. Four. Five and number five is going to be all about the Baltimore Orioles. Look, they can't clinch it tonight. Tampa Bay actually was leading seven nothing over Boston, but that game is tightened up. It's now seven to five, bottom six at Fenway. Meanwhile, the Orioles. Last I saw, they were up one nothing. And Mark says, yes, still good. Is it over, Mark? He says it's over. They beat the Washington Nationals 1-0. So the magic number is 2. If Boston could come back in that game, and it's now 7th inning stretch there at Fenway Park, it would knock the magic number down to 1. But they got that victory on, of course, the day that Brooks Robinson passes away. So they had to get it done, and the Orioles continue to move forward. And that means we're going to hear that Oriole magic anthem later in the show. All right, SportsX Radio, get that starting five in. KT will get to the scores. The baseball scores, big game coming up. Seattle, of course, at home against the Houston Astros, and the Mariners are running out of mulligans. I mean, they got whipped last night by the Astros. They got swept by Texas. Rangers playing great ball right now. The Astros really slumping. They were 3-9 and nine in their last 12 going into last night, but Verlander, the vet. I mean, are you kidding me? This guy's 40 years old. He looks like a 20-year-old out there. I guess that's what Kate Upton will do for you, but uh, I'll tell you what. All Verlander looking sharp, and Houston getting a much-needed win. But if you're a Seattle Mariners fan, you know your backs are against the wall. They have to win these next two games, in my estimation, and then go into uh, the last four games at home against Texas. Because right now, it looks like the Rangers are going to get in. So it's pretty much between Houston, Toronto, and Seattle for that last wild card spot. We'll see how things pan out, because I don't think anybody's going to catch Texas unless Seattle were able to sweep Texas in that four game set at home. But we welcome in uh, Rob Rishi last Tuesday of every month. Rob always has one little assignment. All I ask him, I need two new listeners. I need to know their favorite sports team and I need to know their favorite band. Rob Rishi, did you do your homework? I did my homework. Even on this
2: early edition, you know, most of my uh, first timers take a nap and uh, then, you know, wake up at eight o'clock and listen to the show, but now we're early. So that's great. Uh, First one is a brand new customer uh, to our agency um randy howland randy howland yeah
1: i'd like to do the stenciling on his clothes great.
2: <laughs> his favorite band uh bony james smooth jazz lover so he went with Boney james band um so uh that that's great and his favorite team unfortunately the seattle seahawks so that that's that was hard
1: to hear um with being a Rams fan. Listen, I gave out the Seahawks last week. They got me a W. I they know. started out slow against Carolina. And listen, you also, your church, do you not have I the do. kicker's grandmother that goes there? I do. Sherry Myers, Jason Myers' grandmother goes to our church. So How disrespectful right. are you, right? All right, Richie. Seattle.
2: No, no worries. You're my 25th favorite team now instead of 32.
1: All right, who's next?
2: Who's next is Kevin Kitchen. Believe it or not, he is also an insurance agent. And to my left is an insurance agent right now. So we're flooded but uh, favorite band, Van Halen, um, which is always a solid choice. Uh, his favorite sports team, he struggled. He wanted to tell me the Patriots, but he went with the Golden Knights. And it, it shows you, Ken, we've been doing this, what, five years, I think, and we almost never heard the favorite sports team was the Knights.
1: Yeah. Now That's we
2: a- hear it 50% of the time, which is a great problem for us to have.
1: Look at that. and We've got the uh, Golden Knights, nice little uh, banner over there. Yeah. We just recently hung up there. we got the little pennant there. And then next to that, the uh, embarrassing Raider Nation flag. <laughs> I'm hoping they can turn it around. I really am. It's just, I can take it down, again. Uh, you know, I'm telling you, it's just, uh, it, it's hard. No, once a, you know, once a Raider fan, got to root them through, and hopefully they get to L.A. and get a win, get to 2-2. Two and two. But we'll talk some football. But I want to welcome in a special guest. Now, I met this guy uh, over in the Henderson area. He was uh, walking my sister's dog. SportsX Michelle, most of you know her from her picks uh, of yesteryear. And of course, she's a teacher downtown. She loves teaching, helping the kids out. And uh, end up talking to a gentleman that lived about a block and a half away. Big guy, John Bowman. Ends up telling me that he played football for Colorado. Didn't recollect right away because I, although I did watch that game in 1990, didn't recollect. Uh, but I, you know, the size of him, I'm like, yeah, this guy definitely played. He either played offensive line or. He's played tight end is what he told me. Careful. And, uh, yeah, well, as I, <laughs> as I went back and watched the video of this fifth down game, John Bowman has a key part in the whole thing, but I had no idea. He's a Vegas guy. He's a chaparral high school guy. And to make it in studio, I just had to call him. You know, I mean, I got to meet a couple guys. I got to meet uh, over at Resorts World when the Pac-12 Media Day came in, and Dion wasn't there because he was going through the medical stuff with his foot. But Shador Sanders, his son was there, and then Travis Hunter, the two-way player who, of course, got clipped late against Colorado State and is out with the lacerated liver. He should be back in a few weeks. But, I mean, both kids, what did I tell you prior to uh, the, the game against Nebraska? I said, look, both these kids are confident, they are articulate, they are gentlemen, and they're not cocky. I mean, and you would think, you know, because people look at Dion, they go, ah, the guy's just, you know, ah, he's too much, you know. Now, look, Dion's Dion. He's prime time. He's always backed it up, though, right? With his play, he's always backed it up. I've got no problem. Like my dad said, ah, I don't like that Ali guy. I'm more a Joe Frazier guy. But he goes, I got to give Ali credit. He always backs it up. He, he talks the talk, but man, he walks the walk. And what really blew my dad's mind was, of course, when Ali beat Foreman. Because my dad's like, no way he's gonna he's gonna get killed. He goes, Foreman's gonna take his head off because Foreman would pummel Joe Frazier. Remember, they didn't have the uh, three knockdown rule. Frazier got knocked down five times in one round back in the day. And uh, my dad's like, oh, Foreman's just gonna he's gonna kill him. Well, physically he beat him up. It's amazing that Ali could even lift his arms because that rope a dope. You know, he took shots. But my dad said he goes, sometimes when a guy can back it up, you can deal with the mouth. So Dion, anytime he opened his mouth, seemed to back it up. Whether it was. Usually on the football field. Baseball, he still gave it a shot with the Cincinnati Reds. Look, he stole some bases. He was exciting, but he wasn't near the baseball player that he was on the football field. But we welcome in John Bowman. John, it is great to have you in studio. I hope to do this a lot more now that I know you're a local product, but it's weird how things work out. What are the odds that Rob Rishi comes in the last Tuesday of each month? He's a Missouri fan. You're the Colorado guy. You're playing at Mizzou in that fifth down game. And of course, uh, you're part of that national championship squad, and you're a local Vegas product right there. Uh, you know, you live in Henderson now, but uh, Chaparral High School. It is great to have you in studio. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. No and And uh, part of the poachers. Part of the poachers. You and Greg Beekert, and who else? Joe Garten. We right. were the poaching crew. Wow. Unreal. All right, so... We really didn't poach, but we loved to hunt, and so they called us the poachers. There you go. So when you guys weren't in school even though you were probably supposed to be in school sometimes, if the hunting was good, you you guys, we could catch you out hunting or fishing. We weren't in class,
3: for sure. We were either hunting, fishing, or practicing. There you go. That was it.
1: That is good stuff. <laughs> that is awesome stuff. And John still looks like he could play. There is no doubt. Did you ever get into coaching after playing, John? I didn't. I didn't. God, man, you would have been an intimidating coach, man. I, 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 it's I never too late, It's never too late. It could happen. Yeah. You know, who I'll tell you what, and Rob Rishi, you know, we follow our guys over here, UNLV. Coach Barry Odom doing a nice job. Rebs off to yeah. a 3-1 and start, and they got Hawaii coming in. I mean, there's several games you don't want to get ahead of yourself on the schedule, but, you know, it's feast or famine for these Rebs. I mean, it's been a long time since they went bowling. They had the one bowl game uh, against North Texas back in the day. But other than that, or at North Texas, I think it was that Dallas uh, Bowl or whatever the heck it was, they were 6-6. Six and six. But this team, I think this team can actually finish over 500. At least seven and five. In fact, I went out on the limb. I said they're going to finish at least seven and five this year, putting some pressure on Coach Odom. But I will be there Saturday against Hawaii, and I'll, I'll tape some of the other games. But I want to make sure that I'm there, so the Rebs can go to four and one. Colorado, uh, boy, tough break because you're going into Autzen Stadium and you're playing Colorado State, and you come off the nice, definitive win at home against Nebraska. And I looked at Nebraska's offense, and I said, gosh, their defense looks a little more like the black shirts of old. So the defense looks good. But I don't think they're going to be able to match points with Colorado. Sooner or later, the Buffs are going to score. And that game started out very slow offensively. Yeah. Neither team really scoring. But then you saw the Buffs put it together, and Nebraska just couldn't match it. Sims no longer starting as the quarterback to transfer from Georgia Tech. But kid just does not throw the ball accurately. He can take off and run. He ran for a touchdown in that game. But other than that— I just kind of felt this Buffs team is a lot better than people are giving them credit for, and they thought the TCU win, the opener, was a fluke. It was not 45-42. And by the way, that TCU team just made me some money against Brad Powers, who will be back in Thursday, because I told him they'd take out SMU handily, and they did over this past Saturday. But, John, this Colorado team, because we're going to get back to the 1990 game with Rob, because he, of course, looking at it through Missouri glasses, you through your Colorado glasses, so we're going to get to that. But this Colorado team this year— How things have changed. The team won in 11 last year. You're not even on the map. You don't even know what's going on in the Pac-12. Now, all of a sudden, Big 12 reaches out. Coach Prime is there, flips the whole roster. I mean, like 90% of the roster is flipped, right? And keeps a few guys. What were you thinking as an alum? Going like, what is going on? Is this going to work? Did you trust in Prime or did you kind of – second-guess and go, God, I don't know what's going on. I don't know how Boulder's going to handle this. He better win.
3: I think we all were a bit skeptical. I mean, to turn the entire roster and to bring in 75 new guys, there's not anybody who could do that except Prime. And uh, it's amazing what he's done with the program because no one else could ever do it. I mean, the only guy who could do it is prime. And uh, at the beginning, it was like, okay, they're going to win a few games. They'll be competitive. But after watching them play that first TCU game, man, it was exciting. They got everybody uh, behind them. And uh, we went out to the uh, Nebraska game. And you look on the sidelines, and it's like a who's who in The acting arena, the sports arena, the rap arena. I mean, it was absolutely amazing. And the buzz everywhere you go. I mean, it doesn't have to be a sports setting. Everywhere is talking about Colorado football. So to see what he's done in the first few games is pretty amazing. I mean, they got their butts whipped last week, and uh, that's going to happen. I mean, they still have some growing pains. They need to get uh, shore up their, their linemen. Uh, but that their skill positions,
1: wow, yeah, no they care. are good. And, there, of course, Travis Hunter is one of those spectacular players. You don't see anybody at the FBS level, D1 level, going both ways. No. Travis Hunter is that special. and A lot of people thought, hey, he's transitioning from an HBCU. I don't think he's going to be able to do that at the uh, D1 level. Trust me guys one of the best cornerbacks in the country exactly. and he's pretty good darn wide receiver as well so although they got romped on by Oregon and most people thought they were they were in for a team that's just playing at another level, especially at Autzen Stadium, one of the most difficult places to win for a road team. Trust me, as an SC fan, I know. Plus, SC's got to go there later this year. So, uh, lots going on. SportsX Radio, We're going to take our first break, but Big John Bowman tight end from the 1990 team. Chris Wynn just texting me going, Mike Pritchard's teammate. Uh, big John Bowman. He goes, oh, that 1990 team. is the team. best. Yeah. Pritch is the best. Pritch is awesome. Uh, love Mike and uh, Rob Rishi is here. Again, looking through those Missouri Tiger glasses. We're going to go back to that 1990 game. We're also going to talk a little bit about Mizzou who's busted into the top 25 and Colorado dropping out of the top 25 but they'll take on USC this Saturday and all I'll say is if SC plays anything like they did in the first half in Tempe it's going to be a game. It's going to be a game because Boulder's going to be sky high, and Shador Sanders needs some protection. Look, Caleb Williams is the Heisman Trophy winner. He's still right now the front runner as far as to repeat as Heisman. We know only Archie Griffin did that way back in the seventies with Ohio State. But we're going to talk a lot of college football throughout the evening. We'll get into the Raiders. We'll get into NFL. We'll keep you updated as far as the Orioles' magic, which is also going to play tonight. And. Uh, We'll see if Tampa Bay is able to hold off Boston. That game is now 7-6 to in the bottom half of the seventh inning. So the Red Sox once down 7 nothing, now 7-6. They come back and win. Again, the Orioles' magic number will be one, and then it will truly be Orioles' magic. We play that anthem every time the Orioles win for my producer, Mark Hoke, and, of course, Mark Host of the Mark Hoke Show, the best in professional wrestling. You like professional wrestling, you'll love the Mark Hoke show, 8 a.m. to ten a.m. Sunday mornings. Use the Odyssey rewind feature. If you miss any part of this show or his show, you can go right back and rewind it, or you can follow at Ken Thompson87 at SportsX Radio. And SportsX Radio will be pinned right there at those two Twitter handles, now known as X, of course at the end of every show, about 45 minutes after the broadcast concludes. So we are live, PSBR Law Studios, the best in personal injury. Panache Boyle, Ravaputi, Brian Panish, of course, who played for Coach Sweeney back in 77 on that uh, Fresno State team that won their conference. And Brian Panish, senior partner, psbrlaw.com. You can go check out the website, Strength by Your Side, The Relentless Pursuit of Justice. You know the 702 area code for Vegas. 830 9353. 830 9353. Personal injury may not need him now, may need him in the future. 830 9353. Live from Vegas, coming right back, talking a lot of college football. You're listening to SportsX Radio. Also, you know, lives in Henderson a long time. I'm a big fan of Henderson, Green Valley area. Love it. And, of course, little Cornerstone Park right there. Uh, it's off Wigwam in between Stephanie and Arroyo Grande. For you Henderson folks, you'll know the park that I'm talking about. And I love it because it's a mile around the lake, and I always grab my music, and I'll do some speed walking, and then I'll jog a little bit, and then I'll run backwards a little bit, like the old football stuff and basketball stuff, and just kind of stay in shape. So I did my three miles today, and all of a sudden, I'm like, wait a minute. You're on at 6 o'clock, not 8 o'clock, Thompson. You better put a move on. And I literally, you know, get back to the apartment at, uh, you know, it was uh, about 445. And I'm like, man, I better not hit traffic. So, you know, you always throw the GPS. And, I, of course, I know my way to the studio. And I'm just thinking, okay, uh, I'll probably get there about 530. And it says, yeah, you're going to be there by 525. And then it says, get off on Warm Springs. So not staying on the 215. And I'm like, okay. Last time I didn't listen to the GPS, I cost myself 40 minutes. So I'm going to listen to the GPS. I got off on Warm Springs and took Warm Springs down to Tanea and made it by 523. Had I stayed on the old 215, I probably would have got here at about 5 to 6 and would have been sweating it a little bit. So when your GPS tells you to go a route that you don't know, Sometimes it knows best. It either knows there's an accident, there's road work, there's something. But I've tested it about three different times and said, no, I'm going the way I know. And all three times, if I'd have listened to the old GPS, I'd have avoided some major traffic. But I did not. And so word to the wise. So I, look, I don't want to all of a sudden somebody's going to say, hey, look, I listened to you. I listened to the GPS. New way to go. It took me five hours, Thompson. So I got to be careful there. But I'm just saying that's what's happened to me. So uh, let me just update real quick. 7-6, top eight, one out, second and third now for Tampa, leading the Red Sox 7-6. Yankees lead Toronto, bottom of the ninth, 2 nothing. Big game for the Jays, wild card positioning there. If the season were to end today, they'd make it. But right now they have one out and a man on first against the Yankees but they trail that game 2-0. Arizona, they trailed 4-3 on the south side against the White Sox but they turned it on. They put up eight unanswered. Diamondbacks right now, they would make the playoffs if the season ended today. They started the night tied with the Chicago Cubs for that second and third spot. Philly's already got the number one wild card spot sewn up. So, Chicago and Arizona, if they continue to win, they're going to be fine. Chicago's playing the front-running Atlanta Braves, but they're leading Atlanta 6-3. to three. That's bottom seven. Braves with man on first and nobody out. Bottom seven. Keep an eye on that. Keep an eye on Arizona. Keep an eye on all these games. Milwaukee, they trail 4-1 to one to Rob's Redbirds. A Milwaukee win would have given the Brewers the NL Central. But right now, Rob's Redbirds saying, nope, not tonight. Keep an eye on that as well. John Bowman is in studio. He's part of the 1990 Colorado Buffaloes championship team. And I just took a picture of of uh, John's uh, sleeve, like he's got the sleeve tattoo of the Buffalo, Ralphie the Buffalo, and then, of course, he gets the ring in there, the national championship ring. And like I said, when you see the biceps and shoulders on this guy, you tell me you wouldn't either want him as your defensive coordinator to kick ass on the kids if they goof around or – just in case, if he has any eligibility, throw him out there. No one's going to know. Throw the helmet on him. Who cares? You know, He's big enough. He can play. Rob Rishi, of course, Missouri Tiger fan. And both these guys in the insurance world for a long time. John, 30 years for you? 30-plus years. And, Rob, you've owned your own farmer's insurance for last uh, Baker's dozen? 14. 14, 14. 14 years. There you go. Great stuff. And so the guys had some commonalities. It was good. I'm going, you talk about the man upstairs not kind of coordinating things, pulling strings here and there, and there's Thompson on a fat Tuesday bringing in John Bowman with Rob Rishi last Tuesday of September, and we're going to talk a lot of football. Rob, real quick, uh, because we always kind of mix some insurance talk in, you were talking about the Medicare side of things, and I know your wife Lisa really helps you out there. Kind of elaborate a little bit.
2: Yeah, this is, um, let's call it the playoffs uh, for Medicare, because uh, October 15th is when annual enrollment begins. Um, They can actually start reviewing and discussing the plans October 1st, I highly recommend you call Lisa. She's a pharmacist and um, just tremendous. She just has a passion for this. She's done it now two years. and um, But there's a lot that goes on this time of year, and um, you just got to know what plans are out there. Make sure you're getting all the benefits that are out there. You may think you have something, but you may be missing something as well. So um, just give her a call. You'll be amazed. She'll take care of you whether she's uh, your
1: agent or not. There you go. Good stuff. All right, so lots of stories, lots of layers to the onion, John Bowman, from this 1990 Colorado team. But let's go back to that game against Missouri because you were telling Rob and I, you know, some things about that particular game. Game was in Columbia against Mizzou. And when I went back and I watched, you know, a good chunk of the game, including the last, you know, six, seven minutes of the game, guys were slipping all over for the buffs. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you also make a catch, and we would have never had it come to the fifth down. That would have never even came into play because as you make that catch and you're on the right sideline, you're turning, and there's nobody that has an angle on you that's going to stop you. You're around the three-and-a-half-yard line. You're going to go in. to, And if, anybody, if there's one guy there, you're going to barrel him over, whoever the unfortunate soul was. Uh, but you wiped out. Your feet, you know, like Bambi. They went out from under you, and boom, you were there, you were you were down, and you were just like, "All right," but it was only first down, right? That was was that the first down, or that gave you the first down?
3: That gave us the that first that gave down. you the
1: first and goal. But that would have been the touchdown. That would have would have left Mizzou a little bit of time, but nonetheless, you would have been in the end zone. There would have been no uh, controversy at all. So after that, because they didn't have you know stopping the clock on first downs to reset the ball like they've done over the last you know, decade or so. And of course, they changed that rule this year in, until inside the last two minutes of each half. Uh, but you guys spiked the ball on first down. Now, Darian Hagan was the starter, but he had gotten hurt. Yeah, let me go back. So okay, so
3: what happened is we went into Missouri and we were the heavy favorites. And so what happened was Missouri took diesel full of sand and put it on the field. Do you believe me, Rob? I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so there was sand on the field,
1: but but that's okay. I mean, sand's okay to be on that turf as long as it's a little it is, bit, right?
3: But I mean, it was an abnormal amount of sand, and so what we did is we found ourselves slipping. I mean, there were over a hundred uh, slips in that ball game just from our team, right? And I just found this out. Uh, I went back to the spring game in Boulder. And was talking to one of the coaches who was a coach uh in that ball game, one of our coaches, and he was talking to a Missouri coach not too long ago. And what Missouri did is they dumped or they put their cleats, the bottom of their cleats in oil, and that prevented them from slipping on the turf. So there were some shenanigans going on there. So none of their so you guys are wiping out left and right. I mean we change our shoes, we tried to do it. And there's a there's a piece out right now, and I watched a little bit today because I knew it was coming in tonight, and it was it just chronicled the whole fifth down that game. And the uh, the strength and conditioning coach from Missouri, he said this a couple of times. He goes, "Well, and this is about the Buffaloes. He said, "Well, they, they probably should have done their homework uh, because they were slipping, and then we didn't have the right shoes. No, that was b S. We didn't have the right shoes because we didn't know the formula. So we didn't slip, but anyways, so
1: we had so all it those. It didn't slips. matter what shoes you wore it didn't because if you didn't have the oil that they had on the bottom of their cleats, you were going to slip. Exactly, and so our our first
3: string quarterback Darian Hagan, he was hurt that ball game, and he was in just regular street clothes for the first half. He wasn't even dressed out.
1: And so Charles Johnson got the start.
3: Correct, and so you know Charles Johnson was playing the entire first half. It was going back and forth, and at halftime the game was tied. We come out in the second half, and Coach McCartney wanted to put Hagen back in the game. He was hurt, but he figured that, you know, we really weren't doing anything. So let's see how this goes. He put him in for a couple of series, didn't work out. And then he put CJ back in, which for CJ, you know, mentally, that's a tough thing to do when you're starting and then you get taken out and then you got to go back
1: in. Especially because you know the guy that you're replacing and starting for is still hurt.
3: Exactly. And so there was uh, a minute and 30 seconds left. We have to go 70 yards. We're down by, uh, I think, four points. And uh, we need to score a touchdown to win the ball game. So we move the ball down, and I think it's uh, we're maybe like on the 12, 15-yard line. Catch a bootleg pass. Could have walked in the end zone. But my feet, it was like someone shot me out of the stands, and I went down. So it's first and goal from... All
1: that hunting karma coming back on you.
3: Exactly. So it's first and goal from the three. Uh, What we do is we spike the ball to stop the clock. So there's 30-some-odd seconds left in the ball game. And then we run a play. We run a uh, running play right up the middle. I think we get a yard, and we call a timeout. So... It should be third down, but it's only second down per the chain gang and the people running the uh, uh, scoreboard.
1: And and because they did not, on the sidelines, they did not flip the yard marker after the spike. Correct.
3: And you got to realize this was, you know, 30, See, and, and here's the thing. 34 years it's, ago.
1: But here's the thing. It's at Missouri. Had it been in Boulder, then you really can cry foul because exactly. you guys are in charge of the chain gang to flip the yard marker. Exactly. Okay,
3: So we all go over to the sideline as a team, and the coach is like, okay, well, this is what we're going to do. If we don't score on this play, we're going to do this play. If we don't score on that one, we're going to do this. And then if we don't score then, we're going to do this. So it was a three-play series. It was actually called Geronimo. So it was a three-play series. And uh, when the coach said that, our center, Jay Lewenberg, who went on and played for the Colts, had a great Mm -hmm. professional career. uh, He's like, Coach, that's too many downs. And Coach Mack said, Shut up. This is what we're doing. And so we all listened. Coach Mack knew that they didn't turn the yard marker. Yeah, and I don't think it registered in his mind that, you know, we're getting five downs. It's going to be five downs. So that uh, play, we came back. We run a play. And uh, we didn't score. And so on fourth down, it should have been fourth down, but it's really third down, Right, we spike the ball. And there's, I think, maybe five seconds left, okay? And And you're on the one-yard line. We're on the one-yard line. We go in, uh, the quarterback, CJ, he runs an option around the right side. Barely makes it into the
1: end zone. Yeah, he, they called. They said he knifed through. Had it he was been, so had he been close. Any, had he been any heavier, he'd have never knifed through. He was thin. And the way he exactly. turned his, contorted his body, yeah. he kind of, he did. He sliced And he's not a big there. guy.
3: But we ended up scoring. So game over. But before that, the fans were coming out of the stands because they thought they'd won the ball game. There was so much confusion going on. I think their coaching staff, they knew, the Missouri coaching staff knew, hey, something's not right here. I think they got an extra down, but there's nothing anybody could do about it. I mean, obviously, if, if we would have known uh, it was fourth down, we wouldn't have spiked the ball. We would have ran a play. But, you know, I don't feel bad about it. Nor,
1: nor should you. <laughs> but I got I to take the last break of the first hour. But when we come back, We're going to find out the fallout or what happened. I mean, all of a sudden they realize, fifth down, do we let this stand? We'll talk with John Bowman, who was part of that team, tight end on that 1990 Colorado Buffalo's championship team. Guys like Eric bien Dion Figures. I mean, a lot of great names from those teams. And, of course, Mike Pritchard, who lived here in the Vegas Valley for a long time. And uh, love Pritch. A uh, lot of neat names from that championship team. And we're also going to touch on uh, Salinesi, that story as well, which was before this team, uh, Coach McCartney. And, uh, you know, John knows all this inside stuff there with the Colorado Buffs. And, of course, we're going to talk 2023 Buffs. USC will be in Boulder against those Buffaloes. And uh, we'll talk about Shador Sanders. Travis Hunter, I wish he was playing. Love that kid. And uh, it should be a heck of a game. The atmosphere will be great. Can they rebound from getting pummeled at Autzen Stadium against Oregon? We'll wait and see. SportsX Radio 101.5 FM dawn We're streaming live on that Odyssey app. Download it now. It's free. It's worldwide. A-U-D-A-C-Y from the PSBR Law Studios in Las Vegas. You're listening to SportsX Radio with Ken Thompson, produced by Mark Hoke. We'll be right back. I want to play it. Difficult to cut off KISS uh, when Rob Rishi's in studio. Of course, last Tuesday, every month, and Rob, the big KISS fan, and uh, big Missouri Tigers fan, thanks to Dad growing up in that area, but his dad was a Missouri Tigers fan. Ironically, John Bowman, part of the Colorado National Championship team from 1990, is a guest in studio. He's one of Vegas' own, uh, played tight end, good friends, part of the poachers back there with Greg Beekert. Raider fans, you remember, one of the best linebackers Nine years. Yeah. I mean, that dude was a stud, man. That guy, tougher than nails. The Raiders have had several of those guys to where you want them in your foxhole. John Bowman, I look at this guy. I know if he was part of the poachers with Beekert, those two guys are guys you want in your foxhole for sure. Rob Rishi, your allegiance to Missouri, because I know you're that St. Louis Cardinal baseball fan, but Pops loved college football, you love college football as well, but Mizzou's your squad.
2: Mizzou's the squad. I grew up with Kellen Winslow. is one of my favorite players. And then when he went to the Chargers with Don Coryell, that was a dream come true. But back to Mizzou. But by the way, Mark, thanks for the intro. I was made for loving you off the Dynasty album. That was Kiss's answer to disco. Kiss won, disco lost. Um, <laughs> Missouri Tigers. I watched the game. I was in St. Louis. It was a love-hate game because... Actually, Colorado was my uh, second favorite team because I went to high school and college in Colorado, small school, Western State, Colorado. So I I love the Buffaloes, but I grew up, had Mizzou blood. So it was the strangest sensation. You you were yelling at the TV. you, You thought. This is uh you, you didn't understand and and that's part of the reason it occurred. No one on the field hardly understood either and i I give credit to anyone that knew what was going on um, and either took advantage of that or didn't take advantage of that
1: Coach bill McCartney he didn't inherit the greatest squad, John Bowman, you went to Colorado. You looked like you could play anywhere i mean the size you, you just you, you looked perfect chisel college football guy, like big guy, but you didn't go there for the football. I mean, you loved football, but at the end of the day, why did you go to Colorado? The
3: the reason I went there was because of the mountains, the outdoors, outdoors. it was a paradise. And when I went there, the football team wasn't any good. I mean, we stunk. And, uh, you know, Coach Mack, he recruited hard and he brought in some horses that i mean if you look at that roster I, I i looked at it today and on that roster over 20 guys got drafted to the nfl wow awesome i mean unbelievable just studs and uh yeah it was it was a good time good time
1: now were you hunter fisherman prior to going to boulder or did that all stem from going there and falling in love with the outdoors and then connecting with guys like beaker cuz he was from longmont you know colorado so he probably knew the lay of the land
3: exactly no i was uh, i was a hunter before and uh, i mean that was the reason i went there because of the opportunities there and uh, football was secondary but uh, real quick we became a power and uh, we uh, we did some good things real
1: good things and you still have a lot of those relationships
3: yeah, I still stay in touch with the poachers, and when you say the poachers, or when the poachers get together, you got to talk like this, you gotta, real deep. Got to be there. Yeah. You got to be deep. Dip yep. dip
1: doo doo doo. doo. <laughs> Good night, sweetheart. Yeah.
2: Just That's listening it. to John bring back memories for me because I I lived in Estes Park and went to high school, and I actually took my senior prom date, Jill Becker. If you're listening, I doubt it, but <laughs> uh, we went to the Broker Inn in Boulder, Colorado, and um, I'll never forget it. And just Boulder was. Well, like you said, Colorado is just God's country and just uh, beautiful beautiful and uh, brings back just some awesome
1: memories. I I,
3: I was recruited as a linebacker. I played linebacker in high school and recruited as a linebacker. So I went to Colorado as a linebacker, and I was going to – At high school, did you
1: ever play tight end or did you ever catch the ball? A little bit, yeah, a
3: little bit. Uh, But I was going to University of Illinois all the way up till the 12th hour. And if we have time, I'll tell you that story about – uh, the recruiting coordinator from University of Illinois was Rick George, who is currently the athletic director at University Jeff of Colorado. Is George's dad? No. No. Okay, no. wow. But uh, he was such a great recruiter. I was going to Illinois, which I'm not sure why I was going to Illinois, because it was a million miles away, and I was from Vegas, and you know Boulder's a lot closer. But anyways, uh, at the 12th hour, I changed my mind and went to see you. The next year... Rick George ends up as the recruiting coordinator at the University of Colorado. And he was there when we won the national championship, and then he went and did some other things. But he came back, and he's been the athletic director for the last 10 years at
1: uh, Colorado. You look like you could have played with Butkus and the guys, man. Butkus, of course, a proud Illini. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they finally have somebody that kind of fits that mold in Bielema back there to try and get that team tough in the trenches like they were back in the Butkus days. They've had some decent teams, but uh, should be a lot of fun with Colorado and Coach Prime. Now they're going back to the Big Twelve, which of course was the Big Eight when you were there. And hour number two, we'll talk a little bit about this team upcoming game against Southern Cal. Are you going back for that game against no, USC?
3: No. I wish I was, but I'm not.
1: It's going to be one heck of an atmosphere. I know they're coming off getting throttled pretty good by Oregon, and that game just you know snowballed. But you know, without travis hunter that is a major major loss it's it's two players yeah it's a two for one it really is and people you know people don't understand when you have a guy that plays at that level that demands a double team and can also take away your best weapon receiving wise i mean travis hunter one-on-one he's one of those uh shut down corners as we you know those type guys he's a, a guy that you know going to take out the best offensive player from another team. Now, USC, of course, and Oregon, they've got multiple weapons. Yeah. And when you have an environment like Autzen Stadium, there is no better home field advantage, I think, in the uh, on the West Coast. Uh, Washington gets pretty good, and they'll be pretty good. I mean, back in the Don James days, they got rolling pretty good. And with uh, Kalen DeBoer there and Michael Penix Jr. doing what he's doing with that receiving core, they are going to be lethal as well. Washington will be playing at Southern Cal, but Washington gets Oregon at home. So it's going to be interesting, kind of, that because uh, USC has to go to Oregon, Washington has to go to USC, but Oregon has to go to Washington. So it's going to be interesting with that triangle. But SC, like I said, they better be ready for this crowd because they started out very slow and sluggish against Arizona State. Took them for granted. They were 34.5-point favorites. Pine started the transfer from Notre Dame, and that was a close game. It was a good uh, game. It was a good game. And Pine looked like he wasn't as hurt as everybody thought he was going to be. But the other two guys, Borgay and then Rashada, the freshman, they were already out for the game. So uh, Dillingham, who came over, of course, from Oregon, it's his first year at his alma mater, Arizona State. And, of course, uh, my buddy uh, calls the games there for ASU, and uh, we will get him... Uh, back on as well but SportsX radio first hour in the book so we're going to have a whole three segments to keep you updated on what's going on major league baseball playoff wise we'll touch on uh, all those college football lines for this week nfl as well but we got john bowman part of the 1990 colorado team rob rishi both in studio for another hour SportsX radio 101.5 fmk dawn we stream live on that odyssey app mark hoke produces the show we're live from vegas we'll be right back Welcome back from halftime.
0: It's just after 7 o'clock in the big city. Time to continue America's favorite Las Vegas sports show. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. (laughs) Yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea, Boyle, and Rabapudi. Trial lawyers that get results. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada-style pub. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance. So get ready, because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts
1: now. now. All right, KT, our number two, fun show Tight end John Bowman from the 1990 championship team, Colorado Buffaloes, in studio, Rob Rishi. Of course, last Tuesday of every month, Rob is in here and uh, he owns his own farmer's insurance. You've heard Rob Rishi. has been sponsoring six years here at SportsX Radio. And ironically, Rob, growing up in Missouri, a big Missouri Tiger fan, that fifth down famous game, which John Bowman played tight end for the Colorado Buffaloes during that 1990 championship run, was in Columbia against Missouri. So it's kind of everything kind of, Fell into place when KT was setting up this Fat Tuesday here. But we are at PSBR Law Studios in Las Vegas. Over four and a half billion in verdicts and settlements the last five years for their clients between Southern California and Southern Nevada. Strength by your side, the relentless pursuit of justice is psbrlaw.com. Panache, Boyle, and Rabapudi, 702, you got that down for Vegas, 830-9353, 830-9353. Now, as we look back on some of this stuff, and as you go, you can't always trust everything Wikipedia-wise, but I had seen this on a a couple different sites as far as, you know, the whole thing going down with how they lost track of the downs, right? I mean, you figure all these people at this game— how can all these officials, how can not somebody stop in and step in and say, hey, hey, wait, we, we missed the spike or we missed this or that? Apparently, uh, one of the guys that was, I guess, working the uh, yard marker to, to flip it over was distracted by EMTs that were giving CPR to somebody in the stands not far from where he was. It turned out to be a fatal heart attack. I mean, this is all. This is absolutely bizarre the more and more you start finding out some of the stuff. John, you didn't even know that, did you? No, not until just now. Okay, so I hate to segue on that note, but one of my greatest sponsors here, SportsX Radio, is the Preventative Diagnostic Center, Dr. John Pierce. And I tell you, if you fall, fall demographically between the ages of 40 and 72— You are fortunate because we've got the only scanner of its kind in the region that gives you early detection before signs and symptoms of more than two dozen ailments like heart disease and lung disease. The Preventative Diagnostic Center, 534-7900. You know the 702 for Vegas, 534-7900. Give them a call, leave a message, let them know Ken Thompson, SportsX Radio sent you. Comfortable scan takes a few minutes. A few days later, you get a detailed report from a board-certified radiologist. The heart CT scan and calcium score, this special is phenomenal. $600 value costs you $125. Your significant other is absolutely free. So as long as you're between the ages of 40 and 72, you can use that scanner. The two of you get your heart checked out for $125 total. Guys, don't get blindsided by that Widowmaker. Trust me. I've had friends lose their lives. I also had Jake Query, who actually will be in town for the uh, Formula One stuff going on here in the Vegas Valley. Uh, Jake, been uh, working the Indy 500, uh, third turn for the last 15 years, 48 years old. He nearly had that Widowmaker. They saved his life in 25 minutes. Had it been 45, he'd be dead. He said, KT, for those people that have the advantage of being near Dr. John Pierce's office there, the Preventive Diagnostic Center, they better get down there and check out their heart. Ladies, number one killer of women in the United States. All the cancers combined, heart disease exceeds that as far as fatalities for women. So the number, 534-7900. Go to pdcenterlv.com, pdcenterlv.com, SportsX Radio, sending you to the Preventative Diagnostic Center under the watch of Dr. John Pierce, five three four seven nine zero zero. So I had to transition and segue into that based on this guy having a heart attack. And uh, apparently, I mean, not even John Bowman, who played in that game, knew about that. But that was part of the distraction on why the guy didn't flip over the yard marker after the first down spike by Charles Johnson. After they get inside the three-and-a-half-yard line after John Bowman makes the catch. And again, he would have gone in to the end zone and scored the touchdown, but Colorado players all day were slipping on the turf. We found out there was sand laid down, a lot of sand. A little sand would have been good for both teams, but a lot of sand meant that these guys were going to be slipping all over for Colorado. Missouri knew better, so they dipped their cleats in oil, and they weren't slipping at all. But it was the Colorado players. John, you said somewhere in the neighborhood of over 100 guys slipping that day.
3: Yeah, they were documented over 100 slips. I might try that oil in the sand thing see if it really works here you go
2: ken i thought for sure you were segueing into me wanting me to talk about life insurance oh that's uh, why why an 18 or 19 year old would need life insurance but the moral of the story is you just never know
1: that's right i know but that's and you guys both know the insurance world big time look i've had insurance for my daughter kiara she'll be 23 in january since she was i don't know five six years old it's just a little 50 dollar whole life policy but they said look you know, get it, and then she can increase her premiums and whatnot. But, you know, it's something that's going to uh, continue to uh, pay benefits for her uh, as she gets older. And, Rob, you were saying you can increase on that and then you can use it is it. Is it tax-free that she'd be able to borrow against that? How you, does that you, all you work? Can,
2: you can take a loan, out, a loan and, out, and it depends on the company, but the loan can run as little as 2.5%. Um, You technically never have to pay it back because it would just come off the death benefit um, should you pass away. Um, Is is your daughter – I forget, Ken, is she married? No. All right. So she's a 23-year-old. don't rush things. No, no, no. But I'm saying she's a (laughs) 23-year-old. She's not married, doesn't have kids, but life changes. Can we say the same thing in five years? So all these young people that don't think they need life insurance, they don't understand your life changes, your responsibilities change. Get it now. While it's less cost, I don't. And use you're the, healthy. And you're healthy. Yeah.
3: You never know what's going to happen in the future. My
2: pastor was diagnosed with diabetes at eighteen. Thank goodness his parents got him a policy prior to that because it's extremely uh-huh. difficult. But I, I can't emphasize it enough. It's part of life planning. You know, we all want to buy our iPhones. We all want to get our Starbucks coffees and all this stuff. Just put a little more money aside, invest in a life policy, and then
1: don't touch it. That's why I tell you guys too to take advantage. Here in the Vegas Valley of the Preventative Diagnostic Center, because you can prolong your life. There's a couple guys that work there that actually, from using the scanner, found out they had cancer, and wow. uh, both guys found out when they had stage two, and they were able to. They're both in remission now for several years, and so they ended up working there. My wow. good buddy Mike, one of the guys from Chicago, and uh, he's one of the uh, kingpins over there at Preventative Diagnostic Center. But you just never know. I mean. You look at Foster Morrow, who's now a member of the New Orleans Saints. He went down, playing for the Raiders, though, but he, of course, was a free agent, and Derek Carr had signed with the Saints. So Foster Morrow says, you know what? I played at LSU. I know the lay of the land. Let me go down and see if I can not latch on with Derek being the quarterback there. So when he went in there and took his physical for the Saints, they do some type of uh, blood work to where they were able to see some abnormality and say, wait, this is not adding up. One thing led to another. They found out he had some type of, I don't know if it was a uh, a blood disorder like a leukemia or a cancer, uh, but it was something that if it was treated early enough, the success rate was pretty good, and uh, it took him about a month and a half, I think, of uh, some chemo, and he is in remission now, completely cleared. But sometimes, you know, that's what it takes. For you to find out, you got to be proactive because, John, you know, as an insurance guy, there's nobody going to be looking out for you. I mean, that's why people get insurance. They want to make sure that they're covered in case they do get blindsided using another football term, you know, with any, uh, you know, ailment as far as health wise. So if you have an advantage, uh, you might as well take advantage of it.
3: Correct. No doubt. Probably saved his life.
1: Yep. Good stuff. All right. So getting back to uh, the incredible 1990 season. And uh, first, let me go back, uh, John Bowman, let me go back to your high school days, playing Chaparral High School in the uh, late 80s. It was awesome.
3: You know, back then, there were only 10 high schools in town. It was a small town. I mean, everything was in the paper. The coverage was there. The rivalries were there. And uh, it was fun to play high school football back in the 80s in Las Vegas. And Gorman, Bishop Gorman oh, was there. Oh, don't talk about Gorman. You Can't be talking about Gorman. Everybody hates Gorman. <laughs>
1: unless, unless you went to Gorman, right? Exactly. Unless
3: you went to Gorman. Oh, we, we, had a, we had an interesting uh, uh, rivalry with Gorman. My junior year, Gorman had, uh, they had some horses, and they were good. And their home field was the Silver Bowl. They used to play out at the Silver Bowl. And we went in there our uh, junior year, my junior year, and we beat them. And then after the game, they, we had to cross each other's paths to get to our locker. And when that happened, there were blows thrown. And uh, there was another uh, contest, and we won that one also, the fight after the game. We won the game, and then we won the fight after the game. So, Gorman, uh, yeah,
1: we had their number. There you go. Now, I I will say, David Hum, who ended up going to Nebraska, playing at Nebraska, and, of course, played for the Raiders. You're bringing up all these bad guys. Well, 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 because I knew David. Gorman, Nebraska. Well, no, no, I had no idea because, you know, not being a Vegas guy growing up in Jersey, that was back in the 60s, you know, that that Hummer was was quarterbacking uh, Bishop Gorman. And then he went to Nebraska and, you know, was pretty good. And his brother, Tom who actually used to be the GM at Beasley Broadcasting, works at uh, Lotus Broadcasting now, I believe. And so uh, Tom was a receiver for David Hum. But do you know what David Hum's nickname was on the Raiders because you used to follow the Raiders? No. Hey, you. Because nobody cared. He was the back third-string quarterback, and the coach would forget his name. Now, David... Hey, you. Hey, you. So all the guys started just calling him, hey, you. And that was it. Number 11 was known as, hey, you. It was just uh, good stuff. I heard that at uh, the celebration of life over at uh, beautiful South Point. Uh, Coach Tom Osborne uh, was there, and uh, it was a memorable day. But uh, Courtney, his daughter, and, of course, David Hum the Hummer, member of those uh, Raider teams and part of the broadcast team for a long time. John Bowman in studio with Rob Rishi as we uh, rock and roll here on a fat Tuesday. Let me just go to the uh, scoreboard real quick and keep you updated on what's going on because there are important baseball games. Uh, We do know that Mark Hoke's Orioles won, so we'll hear that Oriole Magic song sometime in uh, this hour and uh john bowman you don't know the theme last year uh you know mark's a, a big orioles guy so you know the team was playing better in the last month and a half so he said did you ever hear the orioles anthem i go what orioles anthem He because you know the magic song i go no i never heard it and being a mets fan i know the meet the mets song so i'm going okay let me hear this little jingle mm-hmm. he goes it's not a jingle it's an anthem and i said all right whatever man let me hear it so i hear it i go all right you can play that when the orioles win because I figured it'd be like once every six days, right? <laughs> they started winning like all these games. So as we got into the this year, as the season's starting and it's, uh, you know, spring training, Marcos, you're going to let me play the Orioles' Magic song? You know, if uh, if they want to go, yeah, I go, and their win total 79. So I go, oh yeah, all right, well, probably. But we both thought they could win 83, 84 games, right? This team's like closing in on 100 wins now. So every time it's a weekday, Marcos got that queued up there. And, of course, they won tonight. So you'll hear the Orioles – Anthem. Does as he Marco make you stand concert. up? No, wait, you'll, wait. listen, listen, he does. You'll see it when he does it because he spells it out. That's part of the song. Oh, I or I, I'm so uncoordinated. My wife's like the best line dancer. She could like step in and fit in any line dance. I'd be, be in the back and it would take me like two hours just to get like two moves down. You're still trying like, to figure out how to spell YMCA. I, yeah, thank you for that. There you go. And so actually we're okay with four letters back in Jersey. That's what, that's what uh, Frank Laden, the old Utah jazz coach said he goes he goes now i know why all the teams back here are the mets the nets the jets he goes they know nothing more than four letters back here it's awesome oh, back in the day all right so uh let me get to these baseball scores real quick, and we've got WNBA action. Let's go there first because the Aces just underway, 4-2 to two out of the gate, leading Dallas. A win tonight, and they'll go up two games to none. New York came back from double digits down against Connecticut. They beat Connecticut. They beat the Sun 84-77. They do not cover the 9.5, but they do even the series up at a game apiece. These are the semifinals. Uh, New York beat Vegas. Uh, 3 out of 5, so a lot of folks thought that that could be the final, but Connecticut playing New York pretty tough. Again, Las Vegas up early. We'll keep an eye on that game throughout. Major League Baseball, game's going right now. 12-4 Arizona putting away the White Sox. That's bottom 8 on the south side, so Arizona will stay pace with the Chicago Cubs if the Cubbies held on. Let me see. No. Atlanta came back and beat the Cubs. The Cubs blew a 6-3 lead in the eighth. Atlanta has come back and beaten the Cubs. That is a major blow to the Cubbies as far as their wild card hopes. Let's see what else is going on as far as uh, Miami. The Marlins, they were rained out. So they were in New York. They were rained out. So now Miami is only a half game behind the Cubs for that last spot. Arizona, they'll win. So they'll go a game ahead of the Cubs, a game and a half ahead of Miami. Wow. Wow. Crazy stuff, but the Cubbies blowing that game. That could be detrimental. Only five games left now in the regular season. Minnesota putting away Oakland. They've already wrapped up the Central. The Angels lead Texas. It's only top three, but it's 3-1. to one. And Houston, Seattle just underway. That's Javier and Kirby. This is a must-win for the Mariners after losing to the Astros and Verlander last night as they are falling further and further behind. They've dropped five in a row, so the Mariners need to get this one tonight. So we'll keep an eye on that. And uh, Dodgers pummeling Colorado 9-1. to That's the second game of a doubleheader. Uh, the Rockies actually uh, beat them in the first game. Baltimore, the big one nothing win over Washington. Their magic number is now down to 2. If, uh let me see, Tampa Bay, they did hold on and beat Boston 9-7, the final there. Now, the Yankees did beat Toronto, and that'll uh, make it a little more interesting as far as the wild card there as well. So I'll get you all caught up on all of that stuff, and uh, we'll keep track. San Diego leads the Giants 1-0. Uh, they may be mathematically eliminated if Arizona wins tonight, or maybe the Cubs had to win as well. Yeah, so they, they, their magic number still would be one. With the Cubbies losing, the Padres are still alive. Uh, they'd have to win out and hope that the Cubs uh, lose everything. And then Cincinnati as well. Cincinnati, they won 11-7. to They were down three times in that game, but came back and beat Cleveland 11-7. So they're still alive, and they're happy that the Cubs lost. So I'll get you all caught up on that wild card stuff. But we're talking college football, and we're going to keep things going. When we come back from break, it is John Bowman in studio. He was tight end for Colorado 1990 team. Rob Rishi, Missouri fan. Both guys in the insurance world. Both guys living here in the Vegas Valley. But we've got lots of college football to talk about. Don't forget, we've got those college football lines that we're going to get to. And Colorado is at home against USC, and they've gotten a lot of money Early on as far as college football this week, coming off that loss against uh, Southern uh, against uh, Oregon, they're playing Southern Cal, but this game's in Boulder, and we'll see if Shador Sanders can get some help in this game. Uh, Shiloh Sanders was banged up, but they said he may be able to go in that game, so we'll keep an eye on it. I'll get you all the lines, college football, NFL, before we get out of here. Live from Vegas on 101.5 FMK, done streaming live on the Odyssey app. Didn't want to start this segment and uh, just get a couple minutes in, so it's a soft break. We'll take it now. We'll come right back. We'll have a long segment coming right up, live from Vegas. Even when your hope is gone, just keep moving along. Maybe you get a fifth down, and maybe things will pan out for you like he did for the 1990 Colorado Buffalo team. John Bowman, part of that team, tight end for that great squad under Coach McCartney, in studio along with Rob Rishi last Tuesday of every month. Both guys big-time Vegas guys now. Uh, John, how long have you been in Henderson? Uh, over 20 years. It's great. It's yeah. great. I-, I love Henderson. Yeah. I think it's one of the greatest players. Look, there's Summerlin, there's Henderson, there's all different pockets of Vegas but i love henderson yeah it's a great place no question rob rishi how long have you been in vegas now
2: uh 2006 all right yeah, so 17 two, years there you 2006. go 2006 yeah we we love it and we'll never leave
1: yeah no doubt it's uh it's been 23 it's this is my 24th year coming up and uh i love vegas Yeah. I really do it's a city, uh city it's it's a city but you still know back roads which is cool so you know, several times from the studio when they were doing work on the 215 the last couple of weeks as I was heading back to Henderson, I'm just staying on that little street that kind of runs parallel with the old 215 and saving about 25 minutes of traffic jam. It's kind of cool when you know all that stuff. Now, Mark Hoke, of course, is my producer and he weighs in a lot. Mark and I kind of talking college football and NFL last night and the Raiders debacle on fourth down and four not uh, going forward, kicking the field goal. That's another time, another story. But Mark, you got a question for Big John Bowman? Yeah, John, one thing I was really curious about because you know, I remember you know, we're about the same age, and
4: I remember how crazy that season was for everybody. And when you run down through what happened in that nineteen ninety year, you know, Miami and Notre Dame were both number one or one and two that to start that thing off, and then Miami lost right away. You guys actually were 1-1 one, one, and 1 to start that season. Correct. And then all of a sudden all this crazy stuff started happening. Notre Dame lost to Stanford and then Michigan was number 1, they lost Virginia was number 1, they lost um and then Notre Dame took it over again and you know Georgia Tech had beaten Virginia and then you guys were had beaten Washington but Washington went to number 2 and then you know Penn State knocked off Notre Dame. You guys got into number 1 and eventually got to that uh, Orange Bowl game against Notre Dame. But there were really four, maybe five teams that could have won the national championship that year going into the vote. What was that like going through all that craziness during the season? You know, And, of course, you guys won the Big, big Eight and you know, managed to knock off Nebraska and Oklahoma. Tell everybody a little bit about what that was like just suffering through all that nonsense.
3: Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty crazy. I mean, uh, looking back, I don't think it's happened since or it didn't happen after us, but we beat Oklahoma and Nebraska back-to-back years, mm-hmm. both of them, which, I mean, back then, Oklahoma and Nebraska, they were college football. I mean, they were the backbone of college football. And Corey Hilton will tell you Oklahoma was the backbone, right? <laughs> of course, uh, anyways yeah I mean it, it takes a lot of luck to move your to position yourself in the polls in order to be in a position to play for the national championship and the previous year in 89 we went undefeated in the regular season and we played Notre Dame in the orange bowl and if we would have beat Notre Dame we would have won the national championship. And then to come back that next year and start the year one one and one and then go through the whole fifth down thing and just the craziness in the polls, we were in a position at the end of the year to win the national championship. All we had to do was beat uh Notre Dame in the Orange Bowl. And uh it happened. I mean it was we almost didn't do it because we kicked to the rocket, which Nobody in their right mind should kick to the rocket. <laughs> One of the best returners of all time, uh, but him he, and
2: him and Deion Sanders
3: exactly. <laughs> he ran that uh, kickoff back or that punt back, and uh, luckily there was a clip, and it was a legitimate right. clip. And uh, we ended up winning that ball game and winning the national championship. He kicked but, it
1: out of bounds after that. What'd you do after that? after? There was the penalty. You know, it's like we're not kicking to that guy.
3: Exactly. I mean, who does that? But yeah, it was it was a crazy time. We were very lucky. I mean, we came. I was telling uh, Ken and uh, Rob during the break that that team came together, and the reason that we came together was the passing of uh, Sal and Essie, uh the previous year.
1: Yeah. So so kind of elaborate on that, John, because a lot of folks, maybe uh younger. Don't know the Salonessi story, quarterback, uh, late 80s, like 86, 87, under Bill McCartney, but he was a young man, and he had a relationship that Coach McCartney didn't know about with Coach McCartney's daughter, who actually ended up getting pregnant, and I believe having Salonessi's kid, but Salonessi passing away at a young age. I didn't know if it was what type of cancer it was or, or leukemia or whatever it was, uh, you know, but he had an ailment, and it took his life rather rapidly.
3: What uh, what happened is he was a highly touted option quarterback out of Southern California. Salinas he was, and he came to Colorado with the uh, the mindset of turning that program around. Uh, he he could have gone to Oklahoma, Nebraska, but he wanted to go someplace where he could build it, and he went to Colorado. Uh, to make a long story short, he uh, he did well on the field, and we played in the. Uh, freedom bowl, uh, down in Anaheim. And in that game, he just wasn't feeling quite right. And after the, that game and after that season, he went to get checked out and came to find out that he had cancer and he did not have that long to live. He basically, uh, died right before us. I mean, you could see the deterioration every week and then to add a twist to it, he, uh, became friends with coach mccartney's daughter and uh she became pregnant and had the baby uh before he passed away i think for i think the baby was a couple months old and then he passed away
1: yeah he passed away uh september 23rd 1989 he was born in 68 in may so he's 21 years old when he passed away yeah uh, timothy chase mccartney uh they gave the last name mccartney to uh uh Nessie's young son i guess uh
3: and that week we played at washington and you know no one really knew you know how the colorado buffs were going to react to that the death of sal but university of washington they did not want to be out there that day because we were steamrolling and we came out and we were all together and uh got to win that uh game but
1: that's still a Don James team, huh?
3: Yeah. It uh I mean that And it was in of, Washington? It was in Washington. Wow, they
1: I mean he did not lose at home no, too often.
3: No. I mean we we annihilated him. And uh that cemented that whole team because when you have a hundred guys from all different walks of life uh come together on a team, it, it's so difficult to do and that's that's the key. I mean, you can have all the talent in the world. But if you don't play together as a unit and if you don't care about that guy next to you, then you'll be good, but you're not going to be great. And uh, that's what happened to that team is we became great. I mean, we had so many good players, but everybody was on the same page, and Coach McCartney was a great motivator.
2: Were you a senior or junior?
3: Uh, I was a junior. junior. yeah. I still have one-year eligibility. Ken alluded to that <laughs> earlier, I mean... I have a a knee replacement but I could probably put a brace on that right now and, and get out there. There you go. Well, you know what?
1: Uh Listen, I'm just saying. You, you look good in silver and black. We could use you. <laughs> now, you're a a pro guy. You you've always enjoyed the Raiders, haven't have you not?
3: Yeah. I uh I became a big Raider fan when uh Beekert. one of the poachers, Yeah. Greg Beekert, uh number 54 for the Raiders, uh one of the all-time greats for the Raiders, became a Raider so
1: uh, that kind of cemented that relationship with the Raiders. Yeah, they were. When you look up and you mentioned Jay Lewenberg, uh solid center for the Colts for years. Oh, uh, Wolfwork. I mean, I just look at Dion Figures, Alfred uh, Williams, all pro. How about Tom Ruin? Tom uh, the Ruin. punter for the Broncos forever. I'll Eric, tell you some Eric funny Bietomy. stories about uh, Ruin.
3: I was a long snapper for the punts. Okay, and every now and then, you know, these punters they kind of get their their nose out of joint and they like things a certain way, but it was kind of fun during the games to kind of mess with them a little bit, maybe take him over to one side or another side just to get in his head a little bit, just, you know, goofing around. Exactly. Right. But, uh, that was always fun to do with the punters
2: from go. a conditioning standpoint. Again, I lived in Colorado. Did you find it an advantage because you lived at that high elevation?
3: Yeah, definitely. Yep, I mean, exactly. I only stayed out there, I think, uh, one summer and trained. I usually came home and worked and uh, was with my family. But uh, when you went back, it took a good week to 10 days to get acclimated to that uh, that elevation. Yeah, yep, yeah. exactly. No, Now,
1: Mike Pritchard, you mentioned Pritch. Pritch was uh, from Rancho High School here, so one of those high schools back in the day. Were you guys tighter because you were both Nevada kids? Yeah, we were the same year. We played against each other in high school. He played for Rancho. I
3: played for Chaparral. And, uh, Pritch, he's, you talk about a good dude and an unbelievable player. I mean, he, he could have been the MVP on that team. Uh, to give you an example, uh, that last year we played in the Pigskin Classic, we played Tennessee and Anaheim and uh we ended up tying that ball game but Eric Bienemy was the running back and he got suspended for that game so coach said all right who do we have uh we have Pritchard put Pritchard in the uh the ball game as running back and he had over 200 yards rushing that game
1: he is just so
3: smooth and so good
1: i can't say enough good things about pritch that's awesome yeah great yeah guy. i got pritch's number i mean i can't wait to Text him that so he can listen to the archive here. It'll be fun uh, if he's back out here. Is he back in Colorado now? No, he's here. Oh, is he still here? Yeah, he's okay. here. I haven't talked to him uh, in a couple months, but we usually, you know, hit lunch or something every couple, three yeah, months. Yeah, it'd be fun to get yeah. both you guys in studio because yeah. I'm a big fan of Pritch and uh, his studio work and, you know, his... He's common, done his well. commentary. Yeah, yeah he's, he's very, very sharp, and yeah. and yes, yeah, somebody that's always generous with his time. But I'm glad that I met you, John Bowman, and it was ironic that I'm literally uh, attorney in town, Corey Hilton, uh, an acquaintance, <laughs> and and he's talking about something. that he mentions he goes, yeah, and this uh, and, and this guy, this guy, this guy played for Colorado, John Bowman, and just uh, you know his Vegas guy. But and he's talking about this story, and I go, wait, John Bowman from from the Buffs team from I go, I met that guy. He goes, what? I go, yeah. I go, I met him. I was walking my sister's dog, and I, I met this guy. Next thing, I gave him a card. I said, you know, gonna, I said, Corey, that's awesome. I go, here are the Buffalos having this great year. I got John's number in my phone, and I, I brought it up, and I go, hey, look. And I go, I can't wait to give him a call because I want to get him in studio. I told him I was going to do it, and if you hadn't jogged my memory, I would have forgot all about it in this great season for the Colorado Buffaloes with everything going on. By the way, Buffalo uh, – Remember, uh, apparel, Buffalo, Colorado Buffalo apparel right now, over $27 million worth of Colorado jerseys and everything. The next closest team is over $9 million. So they're they're three to one over every other. I mean, I'm talking USC, Alabama. It doesn't matter. This is unbelievable what Coach Prime has done for that university. Well, did you see the sunglass thing with uh, Coach Prime? Yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> I, I will say this that Jay Norvell had Colorado State ready cuz I thought they were going to get smeared. I thought they were going to get crushed. They, they Dominated on, Colorado. We're lucky to get out of yeah, that. Yeah. I mean that, that was uh I was in that now the late hit kind of sucks. Ironically, that kid was from Boulder, from yes. Colorado State that made that I read that, that hit. Yep. Yeah. And uh I know he 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 said he was remorseful at the time. You know, John, you, look, you're a tough guy. You've played the game. There's always that uh, yeah, it was a second late, but yeah, I sent a message, you know, and your guys love you. Yeah. Your fans love you. But at the end of the day, especially when you're at their house, you know it's going to be magnified, especially with Coach Prime there. But I will say this, Jay Norvell, who I met several times, I like Jay. And he, of course, transitioning from Nevada to Fort Collins. Look, the money's much better there. Colorado State, Sonny Lubick, all that stuff. And, you know, at the end of the day, that that team is a very proud tradition and their fans, I think, even the ones that traveled to Boulder, they thought they're going to just get crushed. Yeah, I did and too. For them, for them, I did too. I thought, I thought it's going to be four or five touchdown win for Colorado. Mm-hmm. Incredible the uh, the way they hung in there. But you guys yeah. found a way, and it was a game you had to have because as good as the win was over TCU to start the year, as good as the win was at home against Nebraska, you lose that game, you're going into Autzen Stadium. All of a sudden, everybody's ticketed to be there. Game day, everything's all ready to roll because they're already assuming they're going to blow out the Rams. Not exactly. a problem. And Colorado State, something about those traditional games. doesn't matter if it's high school. Those doesn't rivalry matter if games that's are right. tough. It you is never crazy. know what's going to happen. That's exactly right. doesn't matter. I mean, I've, I've watched Oregon, Oregon State for years, USC, UCLA. Auburn even comes up big against Bama in some of those Iron Bowl games. I mean, traditional games, Michigan, Ohio State, those are just phenomenal games. Colorado – was it Nebraska their biggest rival? Who was their biggest rival?
3: Nebraska. It was. Yeah, I mean on uh, on the schedule proximity. On the schedule, state. it was all the teams are in black ink, and Nebraska was in red ink. I mean, it was.
1: What was it like? I
3: I, I have a red truck now. Okay, and my buddies still give me a hard time. Wow, about it because they hate red. Yeah, it's not good. Okay, so. It's it's a hatred thing. Give,
1: give, me, a, give me a game that you – because, like they say, my wife's from Wisconsin, during a Packer game, you can rob every house because everybody – that's all they're doing is like – but Nebraska, it's not just Lincoln. It's the entire state of Nebraska. It is the Red Sea. What's it like going there for a game in the heyday when they're still darn good? I, I can tell
3: you I've been in some pretty uh, cold weather. But when we played Nebraska that last year – it was uh, it was a night game, and it was snowing, sleeting, windy. It was the coldest I've ever been in my entire life. And we were losing, and I think we had to come back, and Biennium scored three touchdowns uh, in the fourth quarter. And he, f- he fumbled the ball a few times. And this kind of reminds me of Coach Prime, uh, the way he coaches, you know, I think it was Alfred Williams took the enemy aside on the sideline. Another put his good arm, play, Alfred Williams. Oh, all pro. Yep. Put his arm around him and said, hey, we need you. You know, whatever's happened, it happened. But we need you and we know you can do it. Rather than yelling and screaming, it's just. Because you can't change what already happened. Exactly. And that's, you know, that's
1: what Coach Prime does to these kids. He uh, He's a father figure. God, too. why couldn't one of those guys be there to. Just tell my dad that. Yeah. Hey, he means, like my great aunt would come, he means well. No, he doesn't mean well. And then still harping on stuff that I did last week. Yeah. I mean, these kids respond to to uh, love more than
3: they do the screaming. And, uh, I mean, it's shown with what happened back then, and
1: it shows what's happened with Coach Prime right now. Real quick before we go to our last break, were your parents able to get to any of the games in Boulder?
3: Yeah. Yeah, they did. It was great. And my uh, my whole family came out for the first Orange Bowl, and then my dad came out for the second. one. Was your dad a football player? Uh, yeah, I, I, I he went to Las you, Vegas. You he okay. grew up in Las Vegas too. My mom and dad they met when they were in kindergarten, and they've been married for over sixty years now. Wow! Yeah,
1: you talk about a love story. Shout out to my buddy Chicago Bill. He's married fifty-eight years, a little over fifty-eight Shout years. Shout out to, to Big Brad. There you go. That's awesome, man. That is great stuff. SportsX Radio, it is tight end John Bowman from the Colorado Buffalo's 1990 championship team. My good buddy Rob Rishi. Rob, a big Missouri fan. Uh, Rob, last, uh, last thing that you want to get in as far as that season, that game, anything there as far as from the Mizzou standpoint with your dad? Because why? there's a team that things worked out for that ends up winning a national championship, there's that other team that finished under 500. But again, like it uh, Missouri, I'm sure, Colorado, that was a rivalry game for them. Kansas was a rivalry game. But but really, I mean, Missouri had an opportunity at home to take out one of the best teams in the country.
2: You know, what I'll say about that is I miss those times. And what I mean by that is in this day and age we live in, there would never happen. It would never happen. There would never be a fifth down. There'd never be a band running on the field for Cal. And I, I miss that. Um, it was bitter. So, so bitter, but yet um, to think of how iconic it was and the fact that that'll never happen again um, it, it was kind of neat to watch even though it was painful.
1: All right, by the way, Cubs fans, I know you got that elusive World Series back in 2016, but say Suzuki dropped a routine pop-up in the bottom of the eighth inning, and that's how the Cubs lost to the, the Atlanta Braves. They blew a 6-3 lead. It may have been even better than a bigger lead than that. But that is a major loss for the Cubs, but it is literally a pop fly, and I'm just watching the replay right now, and uh, I mean, he's like right there, and he literally just, it just goes over the top of his glove, and two runs score for the Braves in the bottom of the eighth inning with two outs, and the Cubbies end up losing that game. He goes to one-hand it, and it just glazes off. The Gloves, so a bad night for Cubs fans. SportsX Radio, 101.5 FM FMK dawn streaming live on the Odyssey app. Aces up 31 8.05 to go, first half at T-Mobile, trying to go up two games to none on the Dallas Wings. New York Liberty tied their series up with Connecticut, beat the Sun by seven in New York. to Get that series all even at a game apiece. We are live from Vegas, 101.5 FM FMK dawn streaming live on that Odyssey app. Producer Mark Hoke running the show. Ken Thompson with John Bowman. Rob Rishi, we come back, we wrap things up.
0: Something magic happens Every time you go You make the magic happen The magic of Orioles Baseball When the game is close And the yokes are hot There's a thundering roar from 34 To give it all they got And you never know Who's going to hear the call? Every game does a different start That's the magical
1: Yo, Mark Hoke spelling it out with the body language. John Bowman watching. He's in studio here. A little magic. Orioles win it 1-0 over Washington. Tampa Bay gets the win. Magic number is two now for the Orioles to wrap up the AL East best record in the American League and uh, on a day that Brooks Robinson passes away at age 86, the uh, incredible third baseman for years and years, but, you know, just uh, one of those guys that uh, represented that franchise for years and years after his playing days and did so much for charity, uh, but definitely the best defensive third baseman I ever saw play the game, and most people can attest to that. Anybody that got to see Brooks Robinson play in his heyday, he was absolutely phenomenal. Even in the World Series, when I was a little kid, when the uh, Mets beat the Orioles, Brooks Robinson was phenomenal. In a five-game series, he just, you know, he robbed the Mets of so many potential hits. But he did that throughout his life. Sixteen is it, Mark? Sixteen Golden Gloves, right? Sixteen Gold Gloves. That is absolutely unbelievable. What a storybook career! But like I said, most people that knew Brooks Robinson will tell you he was a greater person, as great as a baseball player as he was in third baseman and defensive gem uh, year in year out. He was a greater person and uh, passing away at age eighty six.
4: That is very true. And I got to meet Brooks a few times. He was really good friends with my grandmother. Um, who would go to see him and Elrod Hendricks and Boog Powell uh, to sign aut- get autographs with a, a friend of hers and uh, it's I I can tell you that Baltimore really loved this man and the whole area he actually helped get the minor the uh, independent league team in York Pennsylvania near where I was after a ten year fight because he actually played uh, a year of minor league ball in York. Came up to the area all the time and just, you know, they say you don't want to meet your heroes, but that was a guy you wanted to meet. Uh, Just one of the nicest, kindest people you'll ever, you would have ever come across in life. And, uh, you know, Baltimore loved him and
1: he was so nice to my grandma. Ah, there you go. Mark (laughs) Coke. I love it, man. Get to see the emotion right here on the other side of the glass. My producer. Love the guy. Does a great show. The Mark Hoke Show, Sunday mornings, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. The best in professional wrestling. But there are those uh, athletes or, you know, musicians or actors or whatever that you, you watch and from afar. And sometimes you do get to meet him. And every now and then, they could be that diamond in the rough, somebody that you end up, you know, just feeling that brings you to tears. Brooks Robinson passing away at age 86, but he touched a lot of lives, including my producer, Mark Hoke, a few minutes here as we wrap things up. John Bowman, uh, what's going on now? You're still in the insurance business, but uh, you still make it out to Boulder every now and then to see the alma mater. Uh, you making it to Allegiant to see any Raider games?
3: Yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty fun to go to those Raider games. I mean, it's quite It's more the fun when they
1: win. Let's hope they can win some.
3: Exactly. No, it's uh, it's a good time. We uh, we went out to the Nebraska game. Uh, I think we're going to go down to ASU and maybe hit the Utah game later in the year.
1: Oh, Rice Echoes. You yeah. know, I, I want to go to Rice Echoes, too. That's my buddy Bill Riley calls the games for Utah. Uh-huh. So I'll connect you if you're going to go up there with yeah. Bill Riley. He's a great guy. Awesome. Yeah. Riles is good people. And, uh, in fact, he'd probably like to get you on his show. He does a show on 700 ESPN right there in Salt Lake City.
3: Oh, nice. So yeah.
1: that's good. You're going there. And then Tim Healy is my buddy, calls games for ASU. Oh, okay. So I'll connect you there, too, if you're going to go down to Tempe. Yeah. That'll be great. Yeah, that'll be a good time. Good stuff. It is uh, – It's sad what happened to the Pac-12. I I know uh, USC and UCLA, they started it, and then uh, Oregon and Washington, and then Colorado was getting pursued by the Big 12 to go back, and so that was all in the works, and, uh, you know, they end up – we knew something was going down during Pac-12 Media Day right here at Resorts World. There was kind of word like, Colorado's got something going on there. They may be leaving, and we're like, "What?" <laughs> and next thing you know, but to see a traditional conference with better than a century worth of history, the Pac-12 just diminished go down. to yeah, two it's, teams. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's yeah, just it's, it's sad, you know. I mean, because when you start looking at, you know, Colorado and Utah were the last two, but the Pac-10. It doesn't get any better than Arizona, Arizona State, USC, UCLA, Oregon, mm-hmm. Oregon State, Washington, Washington State, and Stal- uh, Stanford Cal. They're all right there. It's it's perfectly set up, especially for basketball road trips. Now, you're going to have, yeah, USC, uh, we got a road trip. Uh, we're playing Rutgers and Maryland. Great. That's all well and good for football. Good
3: luck with you that. Know,
1: right. For basketball, how about, you know, the, the swim team or this and that. It's going to be insane travel-wise, uh, trying to just... Navigate everything, so it all comes down to the dollar. It is, and it's all about. It's all centered around football. Yeah, and so I don't think they take the other sports into consideration. It's what brings money into the school, and we know that's football. And you got to, you know, have a a program that's worth the darn. And Colorado has turned things around. Their fortunes financially have changed big time with Deion Sanders taking over as head coach, and a lot of people poo pooed it initially when he was coming over from the HBCU from Jackson State, which is Walter Payton's alma mater. But next thing you know, you know. You look at what's going on there, it's just amazing.
3: Yeah, he uh, he has certainly done. I mean, like I said before, there's no one in the world that could do what he did because he backs it up. He's flashy, but uh, he he relates to these kids more than I've seen any coach do. It's amazing what he's done.
1: Pretty Ro- cool. Rob Rishi, real quick, because you're a big fantasy football guy, how are things going for your teams? A big fan of who? You're a big fantasy football fan. Oh, guy. fantasy football. Yes. Sure.
2: Uh Very well. Went 6-1 last week. Um, again, when you have seven teams, managing injuries is a challenge. I have Chubb on a couple of them. But uh, very well. Hurts is my quarterback on most. So. You didn't have
1: Aaron Rodgers? No. No. <laughs> I, I didn't have Aaron Rodgers. Okay, that's good. Well, you got seven teams. I didn't know. Maybe yep. he falls to you in uh, no, no in one of those.
2: Not at that position. Last thing I want to say, Ken, before I leave, is congratulations to Adam Wainwright on an awesome career with the St. Louis Cardinals. Two hundred wins. Got it. Oh got his
1: two hundredth win on my birthday, September awesome.
2: 18th. Awesome. People forget he started out as a closer for us in, in the World Series, and um, uh, you, t- you know, you talk about Brooks Robinson. Adam Wainwright is about as classy as he gets, as well.
1: There you go. And Rob, of course, a big-time St. Louis Cardinal fan. And what I tell people is, yeah, they might be 20 games out of first place, but on the last game of the season, if they're playing at home, you can bet that place will be sold out. That's the way they do it in St. Louis. They are the best baseball fans in the world. USC in Colorado, they're minus 21.5 against the Buffs. It opened at 27.5, so it swung six points. All this money going on Colorado, and we'll see how that game pans out in Boulder. UNLV, an 11 point favorite against Hawaii at Allegiant Stadium. I'll be taking those games in. That is a 9 a.m. start, that USC Colorado game. So, a 10 a.m. game, they're going to try and get in the heads of the West Coast team with that early start. And uh, Fox will be there. Should be a lot of fun. John Bowman, we're going to get you in studio uh, regularly now that I know you're right here and you can make it down to the studio. Definitely. Thank you. Thank for you. Me. No, I appreciate you big time. Rob Rishi, always great to see you. And uh, continue doing what you're doing, my man. You're uh, an awesome sponsor, and we love you here SportsX Radio, bud. Thanks, Ken. Appreciate it. And my best to, of course, your better half, Lisa. And uh, hopefully we can all get together sometime in the near future. Thanks to Mark Hoke, my great producer, and a sad day for Orioles Faithful with Brooks Robinson passing away at age 86. That'll do it for us on a Fat Tuesday. Tomorrow night back at Steiner's Pub, 1750 North Buffalo. Come on down and join me. First two, come up to the table. Get a free appetizer, 1750 North Buffalo right there at Vegas Drive. You know the rules. Till tomorrow. No drinking and driving, no texting and driving. Most of all, God bless our troops. God bless you live from Vegas X Radio, 101.5 FMK Dawn. We stream live on that Odyssey app. Archives up in about 45 minutes or just go to Odyssey and use the rewind feature. I'm Ken Thompson. I've enjoyed it. God bless, folks. Have a great evening. Good night, everybody.